Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Hello, Rolando. Are you surprised? This is what you've reduced me to. I guess you thought you'd get away with it. Well, you can't. Because part of you is growing inside of me. And that's a fact, Rolando. And you better start learning how to deal with it. Man, I'm so glad I never had to really deal with love scorn women in my life. Have you ever had to deal with a scorned man? Not to this level of obsession. I was actually wondering that while I was watching this movie and the TV show. Would this happen in the gay community? I'm sure. But, like, not to this extent, right? Like, I don't... Lesbians, forget it. I, I'd imagine there'd be probably a, a relationship where both of these are the, <laughs> the two women. It's, it's two Alexes. Wow. Just way too completely stereotype. You know, I would love to see a gay version of this either side. Uh, and this is a movie where it's like, man allegiances and i'm really wondering who your allegiance is to when it comes to dan and alex so and if you don't know what we're talking about we're talking about fatal attraction the 1987 movie by adrian line and the new paramount plus television series based off of it yes it's a thing if you didn't know about it so yeah guys let's do it let's just buckle up for a wild night a fun weekend (laughs) <laughs> with no strings attached hopefully. hopefully i'm nicole and i'm rolando and i'm eddie z and this is remakes reboots and revivals an original podcast about unoriginality uh so you guys went away this weekend before we get into the episode, you know, tell me a little bit about your weekend getaway. Uh, yeah, no, Eddie and I, we went camping out in the Poconos, and it was fun. It was chill. Glamping or camping? It was glamping. I mean, little cabin. Yeah, little cabin, cabin in the woods, home. outside, bathroom services. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. The Poconos are really pretty, so that yeah, must have been really relaxing. Weather was perfect. Yes, you guys lucked out, for sure. Were you, like, near Bushwick? Uh, I haven't. Not a clue where that is. Were you near East Stroudsburg? We passed it. You passed it. Okay, so you were a little bit more in. You weren't by like the waterfall. And I don't think. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. The Poconos are pretty huge. That whole I area. Didn't, I thought so. the Poconos were literally just like I don't know, an acre or something. I didn't <laughs> an acre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so close. It's like what two hours? Uh, yeah. Yeah, about uh, yeah. It's like the worst part was actually getting it, getting to it through Route 80 because that was Ooh, just a yeah. traffic nightmare. But no, it was pretty, 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 pretty chill, pretty cool. Yeah, for many for anyone who's not in like the East Coast, New York, New Jersey area, the Poconos is in Pennsylvania, and it's like mountainous area that you can easily access right on like the tip of either New York or New Jersey, entering into Pennsylvania. And it's kind of like a really easy nature-esque vacation getaway for this area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, but it's nothing compared to the other mountainous regions of this country. But, you know, it's what we have. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
but yeah. cool. It, yeah, it's cool. I liked mm-hmm. it. I had fun. We, yeah, it was just a very, very relaxing, relaxing weekend. So thank you for nice. asking. Yes, of course. Do you want like me to ask you about your weekend? Is that what you're fishing for? Not if you don't mean it. <laughs> How was so your weekend? So let's just move on. <laughs> you know, any, I can, I can barely remember what I did this weekend, honestly. It's just been so crazy in terms of everything happening in my life and getting ready for my vacation next week at the same time, mm. which is Paris. Um, so I'm like brain dead, but I'm f- fully mentally prepared for today. So that's good news. That's good. But before we get into it, I do have some news. <gasps> Let's get some news. News, 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 news. I like this. Beginning each week with some little remakes, reboots, revivals, news. Let's and this one, I don't know if anyone is interested. I was interested when I found out. But it turns out that Showtime is going to be reviving Weeds and Nurse Jackie. Have you ever seen those shows? I have seen Weeds, a little bit of it. Nurse Jackie, not so much. Those are very recent shows. They're not. I mean, they're almost as old as Dexter, to be honest. Like yeah. 10 or so years, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Wow. So Showtime's just Dexter, L Word, those two. Queer yeah, as I Folk. Get, I get, <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, Queer as Folk wasn't even though, uh, that was a Peacock original. That wasn't even a Paramount original, which is who owns mm, Showtime. Yeah, true, true. So How long do you think before they'll revive Shameless? Huh, good question. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't been a shameless spinoff. I've never seen it, though, to be honest. Mm. It's so funny. Me neither. I, li- I literally just watch clips of the show. Somehow, randomly, it'll pop up on my feed. Is it the gay and, couple? And it's not just that, but, like, moments of uh, moments when they have to deal with a specific person that's out of control. <laughs> you know? Like, moments where they're, like, put, like, against, like, the man and how they handle it. Wow. And I just love it. Because they know how to get revenge. Your oh. phone, sweet, sweet your revenge. phone knows how to give you what you need, you know, because that's relatable yeah. for you. So it's that algorithm. But yeah, so Weeds and Nurse Jackie. I'm really curious to know how they're going to bring back Weeds because I don't Is remember they finished like, it. The cast, like Mary Louise Parker. I think Mary Louise Parker. I mean, how do you do Weeds without Mary Louise Parker? The show got weird. <laughs> you know, it, it, it derailed. As most Showtime shows do. uh, Yeah, I mean, there was a whole season where, like, her youngest son was, like, fantasizing about, like, these nudie photos that he found of her when she was younger and stuff. And it was, like, creepy. Yeah. Your face says it all. Yeah. That's that's about the point where I stopped watching, where they were, like, in Mexico also. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, take it back to the simpler first season times, guys. And the other thing I guess about... Yeah, the other thing about Weeds I want to point out is just like that's an interesting show to bring back, considering how marijuana culture has changed has in America. It's not yes. illegal. It's yes, it's, it's you know it's like allowed in a lot of states now. So it's like there's not a taboo around it. So I don't know. I don't know why bother. Nurse Jackie, that one I understand the appeal. It's a nurse, you know. Maybe we'll focus post pandemic on like yeah. yeah. this nurse who already had like this crippling addiction to opioids so mm-hmm. what does a post-pandemic nurse jackie look like i'm curious i want to know does <laughs> anything to get more edie falco to be quite honest that's right that is edie falco um yeah i never saw it so i can't uh i can't say much well you may have to i think yeah i guess so i just heard that sister act three has been officially declared and coming in 2024 wow yeah i've 
I, Whoopi's back though, right? Yeah, they released the poster and it said, you know, so you know how <laughs> it was Sister Act 2 back in the habit. Guess what uh-huh. it's Sister Act 3's tagline is? Sister, what's a pun with three and nuns? I don't know. Well, think more like, you know, so Sister Act 2, back in the habit. Sister Act 3. Still in the habit? You're close. Kicking the habit. Oh, okay. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, but Kathy and Jimmy's going to come back. The um, Oh, nice. The mousy white girl is going to come back. And then Bette Midler and Kiki Palmer are going to be in it. Oh, I love anything Kiki Palmer is in lately. Maggie Smith going to be in it? That she... I have not heard. Kind is of Maggie, feel like is we Maggie, need Maggie Smith. Is Maggie Smith? She's still kicking, right? She's, she's still, still alive. Kicking, <laughs> kicking. She just she's did a movie. She's still kicking the habit. She just did a movie. Well, that was not just did a movie, but she did the um, the movie, the British, the, the oh, Downton yeah. Abbey, the Downton, Downton Abbey. Abbey. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I mean, we we just did Peter Pan not that long ago, and I remember thinking, he was just like, God, she was like already like ancient back then. <laughs> she was mature. She was mature. She's so. been playing elderly people her entire career. Right. So and watch, she's just... actually like 50 years old. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, there was one more piece of announcement that you just reminded me of. Oh, Beetlejuice 2 is also officially yes. confirmed. Yes, that with be Winona, Johnny. I mean, not Johnny, uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Johnny Depp, isn't he been rumored to be in the cast also? He possibly can be since, you know, he's back and it's Tim Burton, so... Man, um, you excited for it? What you I feeling know, like? Uh, I don't know. I like would only get excited if I heard Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin were going to come back. Oh, uh, you know what? Baldwin needs to win right now. So yeah, he does. Yeah, and I'm ready for Gina Davis to be back in movies. So. That's another one who I forgot about in yeah. general. But I know Jenna Ortega is going to be in it, so they'll probably just make her a ghost. Or Damn, something. Jenna Ortega is going to be like the new Hollywood Icar. I hope she doesn't fizzle out. Same. Hope they don't kill her. Like, right. Put her everywhere. So. Kill her like Alex. Hey. Yeah. Nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> so what were you doing in 1987, Rolando? Being, uh, being a baby, basically, because I was born at the beginning of 1987. Being born. Yeah. 1987, I've said it before on this podcast, and I will say it again. Pretty pivotal year of the 80s. Uh, we've covered a couple of things already, I think, from this year. What they are, I can't tell you, but I think we have. Um, so let's play a little game. Okay. Fatal Attraction made the top 10 highest grossing films of that year. Oh, did it? Awesome. It did. What number did it get? You Nine. got three tries. That's your first guess. Nine. That's my incorrect. first guess. Okay. Eddie, do you want to take a guess? Three. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, can you give us a higher or lower? Higher. Really? Number one? Lower. It was number two. That's shocking for- At uh, the box office, yeah. For an adult erotic thriller. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's the category. This is an erotic thriller. This would never happen now. Not in a million years. People wouldn't even go to the theater to see this type of film. This would come straight to a streaming service. I'd agree with that. But never say never. Like, movies surprise us all the time. They do. Look at Super Mario Brothers. So nowadays, the only things that qualify for like a theater release is either horror, a franchise, or just something that's like really quote unquote epic. 
And even mm-hmm. some of those are going to be released to streaming. Like Martin Scorsese's epic film, Killers of the Flower Moon, is also going to simultaneously be on Apple TV. Oh, so. who cares about Martin Scorsese? I'm so over him. <laughs> it actually looks really interesting, though, because it's it's about the Osage tribe and what had happened to them. I'm never um, getting over The Irishman. It was an awful movie. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, So it's just kind of mind-boggling. And, like, Fatal Attraction was a zeitgeist movie moment. Like, everybody saw it, and it just was on the tongues of everybody, and it really hit a nerve with the American public. Uh, so when did you see this film? Uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. how was your familiarity with this film? Uh, so it turns out I knew one of the scenes, the scene where Glenn Close is like turning on and off the light because mm. it was referenced in Seinfeld. I never understood the reference. I just thought it was just there a funny go. scene in Seinfeld as the opera is playing in the background. Uh, how many how many times did you see this movie and go, that's where that's from? That's where that's from. Like you probably said times. that a few times. A yeah, few times, it's a yeah. hugely referenced uh, film, I think. Yeah, no, it was that was what was the question? What was my 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 take? familiarity with it oh, before you saw it? Yeah, I think that's really it. Like not that much outside of that. Like I wasn't uh, I it's not a movie that I, I think about. Yeah. So, I mean. It's not a movie that I'm like thinking about every day, but at the same time, I think it's a really interesting film because of how people react to it. Mm-hmm. And when it first came out, it got a really strong reaction that tended to be a one-sided reaction, so much so that it be kind of came this thing where it was like, oh, bitch from hell, or like, this is what happens, you know, to, to poor men who cheat, who just decide to have a fling one weekend. And it's very much like everyone who viewed this film in the 80s took dan's side and well, i began this podcast that makes with sense so saying allegiances um i think this is a film though that interestingly enough there's so much historically to the making of the film but i think that the opinion of this film and the perspective of as to whose side to be on has greatly shifted interesting i don't know like i understand why people take the side of dan mm-hmm. gallagher that makes sense he was a protagonist we're the one we're following his story and it's, it's, I was going to Michael Keaton, but it's not right. Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas. Lovable. Right? Mm-hmm. But. Lovable. He was, I don't know. I don't know if I would say he's wholly, you know, innocent in this. You know, he did cheat on his wife at, I don't, but I don't know. But Glenn Close's character, Alex, was also just so clearly, um, she has, unhinged. Uh, what's the what's the PC way of saying this? She's like, uh, she has clearly a mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Clinically diagnosable. For some, like, I, I would say yeah. a behavior, behavioral health concern. Okay, yeah, there you go. That's the more PC way of saying it. So, but you yeah. know, they say that, I think they say that on Arrested Development, right? You don't fuck crazy. You don't. I mean, so, yeah. This movie kind of went out of its way to portray Alex's very negative. And actually, before we go forward, you guys know that there was originally a different ending. Ooh, I, I heard about this. I heard about this. Yeah. I didn't know the ending, but I tell me. Well, hang on. So before I we meant to. Ending, we should really go to actually into the plot. Text I you think, guys. Right? Wait, we're on. But before I do, okay. I meant to text you guys, but I was like, oh, they're away this weekend. They won't see it. It's on YouTube, and I wanted you to watch it after immediately after you saw the original film, so you could kind of like have sure a fresh it. thing. Add that to the link 
yes. in the bio. So I will I will do that. Um, but yeah, we're we're if you don't know Fatal Attraction, that's I feel like most people at least are aware of the fact that it's about you know a weekend cheat gone wrong. But mm-hmm. sure, you know, let's kind of like summarize uh, this movie. So Dan Gallagher, he's a very successful, happily married lawyer in Manhattan. He's married to Beth. And Beth, played by Ann Archer, is a beautiful woman. She might even be more beautiful. Actually, she probably is more classically defined as beautiful than going close is, right? Yes. And it's actually really important that she's as beautiful as she is. Adrian Lyne, the filmmaker of this, who also made Flashdance, who also made Nine and a Half Weeks, uh, who also made Lolita. He's known for his sex movies. Mm. Um, He was like, she has to be beautiful. The wife, wait, that's interesting. Why do you think the wife has to be beautiful? Because because at the end of the movie, he has to have something worth killing for in order. And she, Beth, is worth killing for. Interesting. So horrible. I don't know. Isn't that crazy? But it's kind of true. Yeah, I don't know if. What if she was ugly? But what if she was not as classically beautiful? I think. I don't, because I, I was thinking like, oh, I don't know. If she wasn't as classically beautiful, I don't know if that would matter, right? Like, what if it was like a mom bod, right? Is that a thing? Is that That's not a term, but like a, a, a fully figured woman who clearly has had a child, because this woman looks like she has not had a child. Let's be very honest with yeah. ourselves here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, oh my God, that reminds me. But I like, just, uh-huh. the meanest thing anyone ever tweeted I saw recently was just like, this woman after giving birth to her kid like a few weeks ago it's just like i'm back to my pre-pregnancy weight it's just like whoa like what an assault on all womankind <laughs> i know right it's like yeah weight is such a touchy subject and we're, we're getting better at like you know hey accept your body for whatever you are um yeah and we don't i don't know anyway <laughs> I don't know how I got into that little tangent, but it was something that just crossed my mind as I'm thinking about this, the hot wife. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you guys are right that that's, that's kind of fucked up, but that's also like, but that's how people work, especially men, in terms of would all of this be worth it from so, for some short, pudgy wife? No, like this beautiful stay-at-home angelic woman who is the wo- the version of what we want women to be right. is worth it. But she's also... But I don't know, because, like, wouldn't you fight for the mother of your child, I think, over the skag you met at a bar? <laughs> yes, but she also, you know, it, it helps really drive it home if she's gorgeous. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I understand. Yes, like, obviously that makes sense as to why the director chose a more beautiful wife than Glenn Close, because, I mean, yeah. because not also- that Glenn Close is unattractive, but, like, she has very sharp features unique features yeah um because also at the end of the movie when he kills for her spoiler alert you know is it worth it well for beth that beautiful woman absolutely it is if she's not as classically beautiful was it worth killing beth for Uh, yes we will get to that but but you know all right so moving on he pretty much is at a bar like at an event i think a book event um Mm -hmm. and he's there with his friend and the friend tries to randomly hit on Alex, right? And the intro mm-hmm. to this character, Alex, played by Gun Close, is this friend hitting on her and she just stares at him, right? Yeah. And from the moment we meet her, I'm on her side. 
That's I'm like, how you're on his side? I'm like, that's right. This fucking gross-ass man trying to talk to you, thinking he can get up in your space and talk to you like this, that's how you treat a man. You don't have to be polite. You don't have to fake conversation if you don't want to. Like, you have the right to just stare at a person and say, leave me the fuck alone with your eyes. Maybe and that's I fair, yeah. applaud her for that. And that's the thing. Like, most women would not do that. But Alex does do that, and I appreciate her for it. Later on, he sees her again. They start talking, and they instantly hit it off. And they begin an affair when his wife is away for the weekend. Now, does that qualify as an affair? Because... I thought an affair is like a really extended period of time. Does a weekend count for an affair? I guess we should look up the definition of it, but I think if you technically an affair is if you sleep with someone else. I thought that was just cheating. No, I, I think, think that just I I I I don't think there's a time limit or okay. on there. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm just saying I'm not like I think not, both not to get lost in semantics thing. here, but yeah, I just feel like usually an affair is more like. Uh, like you're messing around, like sneaking off constantly and stuff, like like unfaithful. That was well, an affair. Well, technically, he did sleep with her more than once, so he did have an affair. That was over a weekend, though. I don't know. There's like still one short little period of time. You're I being guess. awfully I'm forgiving being, of him. No, I'm not. I actually, no. I Dan is a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> so, so okay, like, okay. I don't. But I'm just saying. It's just like. But does this qualify as an affair? That's the question. No, yeah, you're, uh, that's a good point. Like, to me, like, whenever someone's like, I have a crush on them, I have feelings for them. I'm like, what's the difference? Is there a difference? There, yeah, there is, I think. Yeah, is there? It's more, more, it's more the language and what you can, what, you know, what meaning are you giving behind these words? Yeah, like, I feel like yeah. a crush means, like, it's, like, physical only. But, like, I have feelings for someone, it means it's a little bit more, I know them a little bit, and I like this person. Well, it depends on, yeah. It depends on the situation, but most of the time I think it means the same. And there's two types of affairs. There's physical affairs and emotional affairs. And Dan pretty much has both with yes. Alex. Correct. Um, they really like hit it off. They have chemistry. And Michael Douglas and Glenn Close are good actors because you feel the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And you know why these two want to fuck. And I actually, I mean, like, I don't know who I'm going to give it to more, but I think Glenn Close had the harder job to do in this movie. So I'm going to give it to Glenn Close. Um, you know, she would say that for years, men would approach her and be like, you scared the shit out of me. You made me feel like I never I never wanted to cheat ever. Like just men saying that she traumatized them, which That's, is kind of insane. That, that is insane. It's just like, oh, your performance makes me not want to cheat. I'm just like, how about just respecting your wedding vows? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that should be enough. I think. Yeah. So slowly start things start to shift within their hot affair because um one night he like opens up to her about the fact that he had like he was traumatized from a performance of madame butterfly Uh the opera and it's like this really intimate moment and then he's like okay well i'm gonna leave and she gets upset Uh because she's like wow i thought we actually had something real here and now you're just upping me and making me feel like a booty call you're making me feel like garbage right Uh um and he's like, well, I got to go. So she keeps calling him and calling him. And he starts ignoring her. And this is when she says the iconic line, soon to be, I will be ignored, Dan. She says mm-hmm. a lot of shit to him, pretty much. They have a lot of exchanges. And he starts saying, like, you can't do this. What's wrong with you? We had a one-night stand. And I actually wrote down some of the quotes that she said that I want to say right now. You miss the fact that she cut her wrists. 
the first time that like he went he was gonna go back home. That's right. I forgot Which, that that was the order. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of a big red flag in my opinion. Kind of a huge red flag. Yeah, <laughs> she immediately just kind of you know exhibiting uh, yeah, off she the went, yeah off behavior. the off the handlebars. She yeah. she's like saying it's so like all right, let's make up, and they start kissing passionately while she's bleeding all over. He's like, why are your hands wet? Oh my god, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and they just keep thinking. He's just like, you don't bang crazy. Obviously, that's. <laughs> So some of the quotes she says in this movie, please don't justify yourself as pathetic. Please you don't just justify yourself as pathetic. Cause he says to her, like, I can't believe, you know, you're doing this to me. Look at your, Oh, he says, look at yourself, look at yourself and all this stuff. And he's like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I have a wife. I have a wife. She's like, please don't justify yourself as pathetic. If you told me to fuck off, I'd have more respect for you. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. That line. He's not being real. Mm-hmm. She calls him out for it. Right. When he tries to dismiss her again, she says, you mean you've had your fun. Now you just want a quiet life. Right. Again, calls him out. Valid. Fucking valid ass shit. She says to him. He tells her you need help. She says, don't tell me what I need. Right. It's true, though. Like, who are you to fucking say this? <laughs> well, like, hang on. There's just Time so out. many things I, that she says that I'm on her side for. Now, I'm not on her side. Here. I'm not on her side for cutting wrists. I want to say that. Fine, fine. But, like, hang That's on. That's manipulative. She knew this was an affair going in, though. Yes, is, but at the same... This is just playing devil's advocate, by the way. Right? I don't condone But then, behavior. okay, so you get into an affair with someone, right? So does that mean that that person who's married has to call all the shots? You don't have a say in it? Like what I are the rules so if for you're, that? If you, this is why they invented Ashley Madison because the idea is you <laughs> find other people who are married and have something to lose equally. You don't, you don't cheat if media taught us anything. You don't cheat with someone who's single, right? You cheat with someone who has something equally as much to lose. Absolutely. That, that's uh, the key takeaway here from Fatal Attraction, guys. <laughs> guys, if you're going to cheat, find another person in a sad relationship. I mean... <laughs> I feel like she's not wrong for expecting some. I mean, he engaged with her in the first place. So if she were to be like, he's unhappy, he wants to leave her wife because he's with her. It's not a wrong idea for her to want more from him. No, I think it is. It's, I actually no, do I think, think it it's is. his fault for engaging with her in the first place and then getting mad at her for having false expectations when he never clearly stated what his intentions were in the first place. Well, do we know that he never stated because he did say, like, I'm married. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, Basically. but just because he's married doesn't mean that he doesn't want to conduct something real with her. Because people that- have affairs for very long times and whole relationships while with someone else. I know. But I guess this is the exception, not the rule. Ooh. Yes. So that's the thing. I, I think he gets upset that he had it. He did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And now he has to, you know, deal with the... Su- uh, what consequences because of it and she's not just going away and it's now endangering his life and he only cares about himself he doesn't care about this woman at all i'm glad you said that it's endangering his life because for the first part of the movie this idea of endangering his life is not really in he's not in danger his lifestyle is in jeopardy but not in any physical danger he gets in physical danger later on later on yes yes right but like for the most part it's just as you said not dealing with the consequences the fallout of your actions yeah that he's afraid of that's what he's a co- he's kind of he is a coward he's 100 percent a coward 
And that's the thing, like, if you were to cheat and then somebody were to, like, actually want things out of you or just didn't do what you expected them to, like, would you blame them for that? Or is that your fault? Um, I would oh, blame them, probably. You would blame them, even <laughs> though you engaged in the affair in the first place? I just feel like, you know, I thought there was, like, an unwritten rule about affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know, if you have affairs, just make sure you, you're on the same page with the person you're having the affair with. I'm sure there's like a book, I bet you, on like how to have an affair properly. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like Victorian also. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex starts just uh, showing some real like personality disorder um, signs. You know, she starts becoming incredibly impulsive, emotionally unstable. Uh, she reacts poorly to being dumped and, and abandoned. And, you know, mm -hmm. suicide ideation, self-harm, very, you know, problematic um, behaviors to show in a, in a relationship of any kind. Right. So, of course, he puts a restraining order against her. He, like, relocates his family. Um, and she's just not, she yeah, works on all of it. That restraining order. Like, how does that work if, um, wouldn't his wife have found out? Like, I know, I yeah. Like, yeah, it's. You don't just get a restraining order just for willy nilly, right? <laughs> you <have> to show... <laughs> yeah, you really need to like go through. <laughs> Unless, it, but it was also the eighties. I feel like maybe back then it was just like. Well, doesn't he say like <laughs> it's for a client or something? Like he's really sneaky about it. Yeah, that's true. He was a uh, he was a little sneaky. Yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. So they had a daughter. I wasn't aware that it was a daughter until the towards the end of the movie when she got you weren't aware as a girl it wasn't a, yeah i wasn't mm. aware she was a girl i thought i thought he was a boy because i don't remember them mentioning the name until she's looking for ellen 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 i'm just like who is ellen is that the babysitter or something yeah i was so confused at that portion yeah <laughs> well the kid doesn't even factor into like he doesn't give a shit about her until she's actually in danger you know that's yeah true yeah so when, when yeah. alex goes crazy and kidnaps a child see that's a big uh, it was a bold move on her part. It was. I mean, she kidnaps a child. You know, she she <laughs> when she really goes down, and this is when it gets into actually um brand new ending forced by the studio territory is the rabbit stuff. Mm. That was not any part of the original. Okay. Um, as for as far as I know, the original ended with the knife threat. The knife, scene. the the first knife threat. Um, I because well, there because there's a knife threat that happens at her house where like him and her are fighting. You talk about the original ending. The original ending is yeah. I'm talking about when the original ending picks up. I think it's like um because there's two knife fights. The first one is it's the second at knife her fight. apartment, and the mm -hmm. second knife fight is at the home. Oh, at like his home. You know what? I can't say for certain, but pretty much like the whole like going batshit crazy and killing the pet rabbit um, was not part of the original ending. Do you want me to tell you what the original ending was? But the bat, the, the rabbit... I just saw it. Oh, you just Eddie, watched you it. You just watched it? Wow. So, Thank you for being so participating. <laughs> guys, I encourage you to go on YouTube and watch it, but it actually becomes a very similar situation to Promising Young Woman. Do you remember that film? Oh, yeah, I do. Yes. So Alex doesn't take out any of this on the family. She okay. leaves the family alone. And what she does instead is while listening to Madam Butterfly, she kills herself in the same fashion as Madam Butterfly. And she did something 
that she frames it so that he will now be held responsible for her murder. Oh, that is, I bet you, okay, we're going to jump. Just remind me to get to that point for the remake. Yes. That now suddenly makes, and I called it. I called it because I'm gone, girl. I've called it. I've called it. I've called Mm -hmm. it. Now, what a great ending. What a like, wow, that's why you don't fucking like, oh my God. And also, I think a little bit more realistic for her behavioral problems. Um, I feel like it goes into complete camp and unbel- like like almost insulting. <laughs> oh, the, the final act of the film? I yeah. would agree. Yeah. I, a million percent, I kind of was just like, wow, this was a really good movie. This third act kind of derails a little bit. It does, like, yeah. After the child kidnapping, actually- uh-huh. When the child gets kidnapped, I actually enjoyed that scene because there was a lot of there was tension in that scene. Follow that's immediately followed by his reaction, in which he goes to her place and like assaults her. Mm. Again, I'm here with the story because like that makes sense. Like you mess with his child, now of course he's gonna like react like this. Uh, where it goes into like that kind of that cartoonish territory is where we're at their house. She's like you know trying to kill the wife, and then like she comes back from being drowned it was just like silly it was it was silly yeah which is a shame because like otherwise it it is like a fantastic movie absolutely i agree with you and so i'm going to read you some things after doing test screenings josh farrell who handled the test screenings suggested that paramount shoot shoot a new ending because audiences rejected it they did not want to see dan suffer they were all on dan's side Mm. uh Close, Glenn Close, comments that she had doubts about reshooting the film's ending because she believed that the character would actually self-destruct and commit suicide. Close eventually gave in on her concerns and filmed the new sequence after fighting hard for two weeks. She, like, how refused to they, do it for two weeks. How much do you think they paid her? I know, right? Like, we'll it. double your salary. Uh, Close described how protective she was of her character, whom she never thought of as a villain, stating... Well, I feel like Glenn Close is wrong on that Stating, I wasn't playing a generality. I wasn't playing a cliche. I was playing a very specific, deeply disturbed, fragile human being who I had grown to love. Okay. Maybe Glenn Close is a little unhinged is my takeaway (laughs) from that. No, Um, I I just, I just, guys. But yeah, the movie became the success it was because of that ending. Because people were like literally out of their seats cheering for it. Because if you think about this film metaphorically about women and their roles in society in terms of the 1980s point of view, this film sums it up, right? Like, think of Alex as, like, women in the workforce versus Beth, who's women who stay home. Who oh, wins out? okay. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. yeah, right? Who's, like, the one that the audiences are choosing? Who's the more beautiful one? Who's the same level-headed one? And who wins, right? And yeah, also, what happens... sounding very Floridian, like, Ron DeSantis, very Republican GOP... Well, Ish, now that you're telling me this. So. <laughs> but it's also like men don't want women to be anything other than these stay-at-home wives. You know, like they want, it's it's In kind this of, economy, you know, <laughs> it's just. But that's the thing, like, Alex, you enter a workforce and you have everything and you're successful and yet men won't respect you. And of course you're going to lose your fucking mind if yes, everything you have except for respect, men will still treat you like garbage. Mm. Like, that's actually incredibly relatable as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many times men take their frustrations out on me on work because I'm one of the only women near them. Yeah. I don't have many women near me to take out my frustrations on. Yeah, and don't you hate well, it? Wait a minute. 
<laughs> Go ahead. What? You've uh, you've taken your frustrations out on me. I said woman. <laughs> yeah, well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but essentially, this is a movie about two women who are pitted against each other, and they have to literally fight to the death over a mediocre ass man. Let's get to that point a little, right? I do want to get to that. I was waiting for you to bring it up. He is mediocre. We can agree on this, right? Absolutely. Like, I don't even think he's being portrayed as like a, a sugar daddy type of situation. He's not I, yep. rich. No, no. He's just, and he's middle class. If this is like the male ideal, like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. This is what you want to be, guys. But no, but here's the other thing that drives me a little, not worrisome, but I question uh, the character of Alex. It's just like, what did you see in him? Like, what? How good is the dick for you to go so crazy for him? <laughs> you know? Because let's be real. You look at him and he has a wonder. It's just, it can't be that good. There's just no way. Nope. Nope. But that's the thing. Like, it's not even the dick is so good. Like, wow, here's someone who sees, who she feels seen. She feels like she could connect with someone. And then once again, like every other fucking man, he treats her like fucking shit and doesn't allow her to have a say in something that concerns her. Yeah. Of course she goes fucking mad. I'm sorry. As a woman, I find her so relatable. And I like, I feel very, I too, like, like close, feel very protective of this character. Because I think, like, except for that ending, like, I think that she has issues, but I know why she does. The world has made her this way. But do you think it's okay for her to kidnap the child? Absolutely not. I'm not okay. saying that what she did was right. I just oh, okay. understand her. Oh, Okay. <laughs> uh, dear Alex. All right. So yeah, this movie just yeah, the it's such a cathartic ending for a specific type of audience. You know, it's it's so. Uh, I mean, even with how cartoonish the ending is, I thought it was still a. It, this was quite the enjoyable film to watch. It's I a very enjoyable surprise. Film. It took me literally. How old am I? 36. 36 years 36. to watch this film. Yeah, since it came out, because it's 36 years old. Yeah. Uh, it's a highly successful movie. It was, like, number one at the box office for two months. Like I said, it was a cultural zeitgeist. And this is a movie that it was only a matter of time before they did something with it. Um, and lo and behold, Paramount, who, like Showtime, I feel like is having trouble with new IP, is like, let's just resurrect some of our old IPs. So mm -hmm. they decided to move forward with a Fatal Attraction television series. Do you know anything about the uh, pre-production for this, Rolando? I have some stuff pulled up. So it was first announced in February of 2021. And uh, I think, yeah, it's, it was in development for Paramount+. Plus. They first cast member to be announced was Lizzie Kaplan, mm, who I good think excited a lot of people. Oh, yeah, great casting. I love Lizzie Kaplan. This is our second property we're covering with Lizzie Kaplan this year, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Joshua Jackson will later on get cast as Dan. And uh, Amanda Pete really... as Beth. Amanda Pete eventually got cast as Beth, who, as I was telling Eddie, I'm just like, oh, it's so funny seeing Amanda Pete and Joshua Jackson on TV together. He was just like, why is that interesting? And I'm just like, because they're both like WB stars. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. like they're both like from the WB. She was on the show Jack and Jill, and he was obviously Dawson's Creek. Oh, wow. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Uh, ooh, so let's be. I want to before we go on. I just want to complain about something real quick. Whoever the costume designer is, or makeup, I guess makeup probably in this show should really consider getting a new line of work because the haircut <laughs> they gave Joshua Jackson to portray a 40 year old man in the early aughts is just so wildly inaccurate. It drives me crazy. It is the ugliest hair. I yeah. have seen it yeah. really ages. He's supposed to be playing 40, not 60. Now, what did you think of Glenn Close's hair again? I liked her hair, her her blood guy hair. Yeah, the like that wild crazy. curls. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Those wild. I, I, first of all, I love curls on women. Same. So I was here for it. That's why I'm so glad Lizzie Kaplan kept curls. I'm glad she didn't go platinum blonde, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if her facial structure was <laughs> Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, it's so interesting because we identified Dan Gallagher as a very mediocre man. I think this version kind of embraced that and went wholeheartedly with it. Well, in terms of... because I don't know. He's like he's a rising star in the legal world uh, up for judgeship. So he's he seems more accomplished than the previous version of Dan. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. In my opinion. And the the only and he's like, let's be very real. Like Joshua Jackson is a very attractive man still. I think the only thing is just that hair really ages him up in a way that's not flattering. Mm. Because like when he takes off his clothes, it's just like, yeah, homeboy still got it. But that hair, I look at it, I'm just like, good God, what a turn off. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Honestly, um, I I kind of thought that like I was surprised by Joshua Jackson. And Why? I, I was surprised kind of by the whole show. Uh, okay. Well, I I too was surprised by the whole show because just like yeah. how do you, why who asked for this? You know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Why? Um. So this the show kind of realized a lot of things about the original film, mm-hmm. and it wanted to improve upon that or maybe have a conversation with it. Okay. So it, of course, they're going to expand more into character, right? Like why does Dan do what he does? Because in the original movie, he's just a fucking piece of shit who wants to have an affair because he, you know, sparks yeah. a good conversation with this woman at a bar. Agreed. Here they gave Dan a little bit more reason for why is he acting out in this way. Because yes. very first episode, they established that he is a very uh, upright citizen. He is by the books. He's like, he's like by all intents and purposes, a good man. And then... He has a temper tantrum, as Oof. let's be real, white men usually do when they don't get something that they think is entitled to them. Yeah. In this case, he doesn't get the judge position. And so he just begins to lash out at the world. He starts driving drunk and he has an affair with Alex. That's really and I actually I actually appreciated the first episode of kind of giving you a little bit more of Dan than the original film did. In yeah. the sense of like, okay, we get to see at least the good side of him and like his downfall. And that's exactly what it does is that they realize that, you know, people are complicated and people have good and people have bad. And it decided to portray people in those colors, which is why I'm actually really upset that I didn't get to episode three. Because with episode three, we see everything from Alex's point of view, something that the movie does not do at all in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all Dan's point of view. Yeah. So, um, so that's one. Of course, the moment the show starts, it's I'm like, oh, interesting approach. 
I wonder why. Kind of like it kind of did something similar to Dead Ringers last week where it's going to it's forwarding to something that, you know, is inevitable. And the show begins with the fact that he's in jail and he is in jail for the murder of Alex. Right. So Alex is dead and he he openly admits to it in the beginning. Yes. And his daughter is now a grown woman. So he's right. been in jail for some time. I think at least 10 years. At least 10 years. Yeah. I think it, the crime. So I think the way the math works out, she died 15 years ago. And, but he's me. The last time he saw his friend was 10 years ago. And I think the reason for that is maybe it was like a five year trial, like appeals and stuff. He was a lawyer. Yeah. So like, I'm yeah. sure yeah. it takes a while. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so already different. Yeah. You know, it's adding a mystery element, you know, what happened, all of this. And yeah, we're just seeing way more to we, we we're getting to know why he did it and and the reasons for it. Even though, you know, at the end of the day there are no reasons for it, but you know, whatever. Well, that's actually so the first episode ends almost on the cliffhanger. A cliffhanger though, not like a little bit unlike Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the cliffhanger for Dead Ringers is more like a mystery of like, oh, what happened to the sisters to get to this point? Like, how does she die? Here, here it's a cliffhanger more so Dan admits to his daughter, I didn't kill her, and I'm going to figure out who did. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. the cliffhanger. It's like, oh, wait, he say he didn't kill her. What? So what happened? And now we're kind of a little bit more, okay, let's see how the story unfolds. Because simultaneously, while we're watching the the, the flashbacks, I guess, which is like the 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 fatal attraction story that we know. Yeah, we're also getting like he's trying to put together a team to help him figure out what like what happened to Alex because I didn't kill her, and so that's where you told me about this. You just told us about this alternate ending. That's where I guess they're going. So my guess is that now I was thinking initially. My initial thoughts were they're going to keep the original movie as like the plot for the show, and when he stops trying to kill her like you know when like he tries he he they're first fighting for the first time mm-hmm. i thought that he would just walk off and then something would happen to her that she dies and he would be the most likely suspect yes right that's where i thought it was gonna go but you're telling me that she faked her own death which i also kind of suspected i told eddie like oh what did they go gone girl with it like what if she fakes her own death i i wasn't thinking that she does commit suicide i was mm-hmm. thinking maybe she fakes it and is now on the lamb much like gone girl yeah, I, I really wish they kept that original ending for that fucking 87 movie, man. It would have been so cool. And it would have predated so many Gone Girl, promising mm. young women and other things where, you know, women take their own lives, essentially, in order for this man to get the justice that, I mean, whatever. Dan, I guess, didn't deserve that, but um, I don't maybe know. That would retrospect, when you say it like that, it just sounds like a horrible message, though, that a woman has to ultimately die for one man for to get- For a man to get justice, yeah. come up and, you know- yeah, seriously. Uh, so, yeah, we're learning way more about both of them. And also, like, as far as what we've seen, because Rolando and I have only seen the first two episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a busy week, guys. Sorry. She's not. Yeah, it was. Uh, she's not as unhinged quite yet, although she did take a dark turn at the end of episode two. But did she? So she didn't take the pills, right? She was lying. She lied. Yeah. She lied. But that's, that's manipulation. Yeah, it is manipulation. Um, I thought I actually enjoyed that scene, to be quite honest, because <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan played it so unhinged, where she, because she has like these beautiful, like, doe eyes, right? Yeah. 
And the way she's looking at him with such love, and then she's just like, how many pills? And he's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? It's just like her, her. I think she, I love Lucy Hamlin so much. I was just so enthralled by her performance here because she is able to play kind of a, like turn of the, uh, much like Glenn Close is actually able to play like that kind of like seductress and then uh, crazy. Yeah, you know? no, 100%. Yeah, she was a great choice for it. And this the show does something that the movie didn't do, which is that they portray his home life to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like the love is kind of dwindled a little bit. Like they're just kind of now mates. They have a daughter, you know, like Amanda Pete doesn't probably see him the way he wants to be seen or love yeah. him the way he wants to be loved, which is why he's lack- lacking something, which is why at the end of the day, people cheat because there's something wrong in the relationship for the most part. Sometimes people cheat because they're assholes. But a lot of the times when people go out looking for something else, it's because they're unhappy in what they have. Interesting. So that's an interesting thing because I don't know, and Eddie, maybe I want to hear your thoughts on this because we watched it together, but I don't know if Amanda Pete and his relationship was so strained. Like, actually, I thought that they were playing like a quite the loving family. I, think- I wouldn't say strained, but it's not like they're not like all over each other. They're not. But as you know, I mean... You, you're with someone for so long, you're not going to be all over them. But I don't think so. I that's kind of why I like the first episode. I don't think his actions with Alex were driven by. They didn't seem lustful. They seem mm. more like I am fucking angry and I'm going to fucking take what I think is mine. And he sees her and he thinks she is his. I don't know, Eddie. What are your thoughts? Like, do you think? Do you think it was like a lustful thing? I mean, they were kind of giving each other like the goo goo eyes. But what are your thoughts? I think. I mean, lust plays a role in it because mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't develop enough. I mean, they did seem to have a kind of chemistry. Yeah. When they first met, um, they seem he seems to be the kind of person that. So I I like the character Dan here, uh, bec- there are elements of him that seem, uh, even though he has a a powerful position, he sees people. Mm. He sees people. So like. How he interacts, you get a lot of him interacting with uh, co-workers, employees at the courthouse. Victims. You know, um, you, you see that interaction. And there's always this sense of he never talks down to anybody. There's always this collaboration and conversation, this uh, e- equalness in his movements when he deals with, with people. Um, and one of the things that struck me, and I don't know what... what why they put this in maybe this is a thing that fathers develop um but i don't know if you notice when they're just and they're in the mexican restaurant just before suddenly mysteriously the the sprinklers go off, just go off yes. right she goes to the All bathroom right. she before she goes to the bathroom she's talking to him at the table and i think she dropped something or something that she has to lean down from the booth mm-hmm. to get something from the floor and he automatically reaches out and covers the corner, the sharp corner of the table with his hand, right? Because the thinking is, if you are not, like, perceptive, you'll get up really quickly and you'll catch yourself on that corner, you know? So there's something to him, um, him doing that. It's like, that says something about... Um, Did that make you... Like, no, well, his character... <laughs> well, let, let me tell you, if I was He's to... So if, if I was to meet someone that did that i would i would definitely their trust level towards them would increase a couple of points because there's something because he is aware of other people and his awareness is not manipulation but compassion 
And of course, I, I think there's a couple elements here that are going on too. There's this, you know, he get he gets promised his job as being a judge, and there's almost a victory one upens on his father. For you know. For and her. um and this like thing like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's and somehow if he gets this, this is going to be something that's like, I'm better than my dad. Right. And it for... doesn't happen. So there's definitely a lot of anger in that. And we and we all kind of we're here we're like experience this as like us not truly knowing the character, but us are picking up these little clues yeah. about him. I, I don't think his rage was white man rage. I think his rage could just be a person that had to deal with a lot of shit or prove himself. Yeah. Um and it's just doing his best. So um, yeah, you, you so you disagree. You don't think with uh you don't think that there was a little bit of entitledness to his overall downfall like d- drunk driving for example Perf. what are your thoughts no. well i'm not for it okay. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> but um i i can i i i mean i know people we we've experienced where people can just like they drink and they just yeah they stupidly will take the chance people you know, get caught getting, up in their feelings you know? get caught yeah. up in emotions and make stupid choices that's human wow you guys are all definitely really defending Dan, but I also see too <laughs> this, this Dan. Is, yeah, <laughs> this is a, another element that I see too is in people is when things are kind of going well for you, you always kind of find a way of like taking a grenade to things. Yeah, that's no, true. Absolutely. People can have yeah. self-destructive tendencies. One hundred. Maybe 100. this 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 was it. This is the culmination of entering a new decade, not getting this position being uh-huh. overlooked to this position uh-huh. and simply because it's not because you weren't good enough for the position is because somebody was able to manipulate or buy the position. Right. Yeah. For somebody else. And you know that, and you know that, and you feel like all the good you could do, but now you have to wait four years to be impossibly considered again. You yeah. know, after all the Crazy. hard work you, you kind of put in. Um, yeah. So it's like, was this the moment where that, oh, wait a minute, there's a grenade inside me. Let yeah. me just pull this. But this know, is and, and this see. is also why I can't wait for episode three because of they, they kind of fleshed out Dan. You they know, did. you, you yes. saw so much about him and you really got these character quirks from him. I really hope that they give that to Alex. You well, know? I think we're going to see what did she do in the bathroom because I think she did something to set off sprinklers, I, 100%. right? It seems like yeah, they're going to yeah. make her into yeah, a course. manipulator. And I don't understand this need to let's go back to your place so I can dry off instead of like I'll go home wet and dry my clothes there. Yeah, yeah, right. So so there was a lot of like he needed an excuse. Yeah, the bad choices. There's bad choices, and it's it's interesting from these two episodes how the elevator has become kind of like um, a a transition, a transition point in these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, entering the elevator, leaving the elevator, what happens on the elevator. Oh, yeah. you're right. You would you know, know that happens yeah. also at work. You know, too. It's always, and mm-hmm. then, you know, um, then, of course, the white rabbit at the yes. epi- at episode I two. I was like, what? Why? And I was like, oh, my God. Is it hers like, and she's going to kill her own rabbit? Like, what? You know, that kind of thing. Or, or it has, you know, I'd like, unfortunately, I didn't see the other episodes really to make this connection. But I'm, or, or I could think of is that he just fall down the rabbit hole. 
Ah. Is, he, is, is this going to be a kind of craziness yeah. that yeah. he's going to be experiencing now? Because instead of having a very predictable life, now shit's, shit's going to be this different. This is where it changes. Yeah. You just enter yeah. the rabbit hole. I like that read. That's a good one, Eddie. See, that's what you do. Yeah, guys, <laughs> that's how you interpret things. <laughs> I know, Eddie. Good job. Like you're really having it strong today, stronger than me. And I actually, I, I watched, I studied media. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we forgot to talk about this in the for the previous movie, but she. I'm going to ask you: Do you think Alex was pregnant? No. Or was she lying? You don't think she was pregnant? Um, based on her behavioral patterns, I would say it was just a manipulation play. Do you think they're going to make this Alex also? I, yeah, 100%. They're totally going that she's going to manipulate the shit out of him. But do you think she's going to fake a pregnancy too? Because I feel like that's how you lose a lot of men's trust. I feel like. Mm. I don't know, actually, and I might even go back on this because I'm really, I want to watch episode three. I really wish I did because I want to see if like maybe the way from her perception like they put it in a way that she's not like someone who has these like behavioral issues uh and that she actually got mixed signals from him you know it was this complete lack of communication i wonder how they're gonna do it I, yeah i'm now curious like now like do is episode three shot like completely different right because this one yeah. the lighting for the first episode is really dramatic and dark what if the next one is shot like a rom-com and that's how she's imagining everything from her point of view yeah yeah like the meet cute uh the the oh my god we got we're like caught wet together oh yeah. my god gas you know what i mean like mm-hmm. maybe it'd be it, I, we don't know we haven't seen the the next episode but that brings us to the next point so do you see yourself continuing to watch the show i would probably watch an episode or two mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i feel yeah. like I, I need to see what the mystery is in this because they're hinting that this is bigger than what we thought like what we get on the concept of the movie to the show, I'm getting like this is there's something um, conspiracy conspiracy going behind yeah. the curtains in this, you know, and um, they could be yeah. wrong. Okay, maybe Alex was used in some way here, um, you know, for whatever reason, because you hear these two cases that he's working on, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you're getting bits and pieces about. A body not found in a in a car trunk. That's right. You, you know, and then it's like the book. There's like, just give me one name. There were there were four men. Give me one name. You know what they did to that boy was horrible. You know, you're uh-huh, getting all these uh-huh. bits and pieces, and and nothing, nothing substantial to make the connection. But you just wonder: are these cases in the background connected, or is this a whole other case? You know, um, yeah. the person who took his position, the people that were involved in, uh, getting the other person to be the judge. Is there something behind that? Too, like buying a judge or having a judge in your pocket. Um, he, you know, that Alec, that this guy would not, Dan would not have been that guy to to manipulate or use as a puppet for just for these kind of uh, scenarios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, because you were the one who pointed that out to me, and I was just like, oh, maybe, like maybe she is a victim of of like a crime that got pinned on Dan and stuff. But we'll see. I mean, this is, I, uh, I'm probably going to keep watching it too, just cause I enjoy Joshua Jackson. I, I, I think he is actually pretty good at when he is allowed to play like, you know, characters like 
have fall from graces. I'm thinking specifically of like Doctor Death, where he was I thought wonderful in that. Oh my god, that was so Mm. terrifying. Yeah. So I'm and Lizzie Kaplan. I mean, she's I think she's She's so captivated. She's She's great. She's so good and and stuff. And uh, wow, I was surprised when she went uh, like a full boobies out. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. They really went in with the sex scenes. What do you guys think about fun? I was going to say, what do you think about the affairs that they're having? Because they're two different affairs. In the, yeah. the movie, it was kind of it. He treated her a little bit more like a booty like a booty call, call, but he's building an emotional relationship with this Alex. Yeah, I would consider this more so an affair because they're they are opening. I think at one point he was just like, "Wow, I've never even told that to anybody," right? Mm. And as they're just conversing, so this relationship it, it lends itself at least for why. Alex would be so deep in yeah. this relationship. Yeah. The longer it persists and like, you know, Dan in the TV show is letting it persist a lot. He's he's letting this he's he's really He wants it more. Yeah, he's he actually does. emotionally involved. Where yeah, um, Michael Douglas's Dan, he was very much it's, like It's good a though that they're doing that because they're making it more complicated. So it's not just like Dan some victim or something. Like there's mm-hmm more involved more at stake for both of them oh yeah um, no and this so. one dan is much more culpable for his actions yeah and i think that's part of the the struggle that we're like seeing with this character eddie you were gonna ask us a question what was it about using you know two separate time periods here yeah the back and uh, forth yeah it i always find it funny because it makes it a remake and a revival at the same time or like oh, a reboot, interesting. Or reboot. Okay. Yeah, you know, because uh, you're you're getting like an aftermath of the movie at the same time you're getting the remake of the story of this movie. Mm. Uh, so uh, I find that I found that very interesting. Well, yeah, we were just talking about that, weren't we? How we're kind of tired of this cliche of starting from either the end or the mid middle of a story and then taking it back to the beginning. Yeah. Well, this one doesn't because this one doesn't necessarily do that completely. Mm-hmm. Right, because of the added layer of the mystery, but this is actually more reminiscent. It's similar, actually, to another Viacom property, the Showtime show, American Gigolo. Yes, yeah, this is uh, actually another much more similar, <laughs> right? In in which the 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 show is taking place in two different time periods: the past, and then also the mystery in the present. In the present, of like yeah. How? Why did he end up in jail? Right, yeah. and he's trying to solve this crime. So actually, I mean, they, if you take some el- certain elements out, like these two shows might be indistinguishable from one another. Now, side note, did either American Gigolo or Last One on the Left get uh, greenlit for a second season? Oh, great question. I don't know. Yeah, because we not, stopped watching. Yeah, no. That's why Showtime is going back to their good old Weeds and Nurse Jackie. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. The last, what, the last, uh, what was it? The last to the left the no. last the, no i'm thinking of the last the, of us but it's oh, it's uh let the right let one the in the right one in yeah sorry <laughs> i said it wrong i'm sorry i said last <laughs> house on the left jeez uh okay well yeah, i remember that show it was like it wasn't it wasn't fine it was fine. i i just love the originals so fine. much that it's just yeah. like kind of just like it wasn't I, yeah but was i mean problem. i can't really say much more about the show until i watch more um but i will be watching at least one more because, yeah. like I said, I want to see episode three, so. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. I'm probably going to keep watching this season. Which one? The, let the right one in. 
speaking to the microphone. Let the right one in did not get a second season. That drive, um, even though it 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 did have a strong season though. Like in terms of ratings, yeah. Wow. And yeah. Uh, what was it? What was the other one? American Gigolo. American Gigolo. Did we do those last year? Those were last year, right? Yeah, last year. Okay. Time flies. You, you, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> it really <you> does. <laughs> We've been doing this for so long. It all blends together. Are you becoming jaded yet like those critics? You know how like my godfather and father told me that the reason movies get so many bad reviews is because the more critics go to the theaters, the more jaded they become and like, the yeah. angry they get. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you are though, for sure. I might be for sure. I'm I actually think, yeah. still I'm I'm still way more the optimistic one over you, in my opinion. I, I think so. Um, but I don't know, like some movies have really got me. Like I was not a poor West Side Story. If you go back to the minisode, I was like, Why are they doing this is stupid? Yeah. And yeah, then I was yeah. praising it for the movie, you know. So Yeah. Oh no, I uh, we still get those pleasant surprises. And actually this year so far, this side of the of twenty twenty three. I yeah. have actually been like I think we've had like pleasant way more surprises, like yeah. pleasant surprises than, yeah. than than things of us hating. Yeah, we've enjoyed most of this recent stuff we've been doing, so any word on American Gigolo? Uh, no, season two. No, season two. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Showtime yeah, is see, just... There we go. Yeah, they, had, they also canceled Z-Way. They had a lot of problems. I don't know what that is. So It's a comedy show. Gosh. Expand yeah. your mind. Yeah. The black lead. It's actually a black talk show. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. But, guys, Fatal Attraction. Love to hear your guys' thoughts because, again, really controversial film people have allegiances what's your allegiance to you know are you more team dan team alex what do you think of the new show any thoughts you have you should reach out to us you can hit us up on instagram at remakes reboots revivals on twitter at remakes podcast search for us on facebook and youtube by searching remakes reboots revivals or you can email us remakes reboots revivals at gmail.com and if you are listening to this on a podcasting platform please go to our page and give us a rating and if you can leave us a review and let us know your thoughts Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for adding in, Rolando. Yeah, Thanks. totally. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's well, it, I guess that's it. I won't be here next week because I will be in Paris, um, but I will be listening on my flight home. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Um, you know what? Thank you for reminding us because maybe we're going to try to get a guest. <laughs> yeah. We'll oh, that see. would be cute. That would be really fun. Someone so. to help us out talk about Dungeons and Dragons because I have a question that I want to pose. Whoever it's probably going to be Eddie and me, but the main question is: is just like what qualifies as a Dungeons and Dragons movie? And that's what we're going to ah, uh, get into you know. next. This week. one's for the for the nerds. So well, I for hope the, they uh, listen. For, I mean, definitely when the if the movie is titled. Well, Dungeons? that's what I want to get into. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, uh, that's what, I want to have a very yeah. lively discussion about this. But yeah, Great. that's what we'll be talking about next week while you're gone. Is every time cool. you're like, every time you're away, like we cover like the geekiest things: Superman, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep, yep. Dungeons and, and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. <laughs> so, what do you cover when I'm away? Like, I I did Harry Potter once, and I did Buzz. Okay. I did the Lightyear movie. I want to point out that Harry Potter was. You you covered the Broadway play, which I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't want to see. That's to be quite honest. We did oh, Avatar. It was such you. a cool experience. Eddie would love Cursed Child. You should take Eddie to see Cursed Child. I'm not going to pay like three hundred dollars for two nights of my life. It's worth it. And try and get lottery or something. They do lottery for how do they do lottery for that? Like it's two nights. You probably would win for both nights because that you you yeah get a you wouldn't win for, for one night. Nights. Yeah, it, no. Imagine 
You buy tickets for the. <laughs> That's... But um, imagine you only went for the second night. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> if you go on a Saturday, it would be a matinee and a evening show. So okay. Speaking of Harry Potter, uh, I've been hearing more uh, Harry Potter news regarding the re- the remake. Okay. And HBO is very adamant that no, we're not going to do a direct adaptation of the books they said that it's just like wait what what does that mean now so like interesting you said you're making remaking the series so what is that like are you just gonna shake things up completely i am intrigued by the stay tuned for more on that guys i feel yeah the hey we're gonna be like there's gonna be like a harry potter watch section on our uh, on our podcast yeah it's just like hell yeah what's news in harry potter (laughs) yeah it's gonna be like at least our third or fourth episode on harry potter properties too so well, I um, I had a uh, I saw this uh a TikTok of like someone took like scenes from it seemed like a very like South Asian porno version of Harry Potter gay porno. And, <laughs> what? And Send my this reaction, I said it to you, but my my comment that's been getting a lot of likes was just like it's like yo the HBO uh, adaptation looks so good. <laughs> put that in the show notes I want to see it I want to see it, it. alright guys well on that note stay, stay unoriginal original.